Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Tech Talks Podcast. This is an online small group for his purpose, and I'm Tecla Wright, your host. Here with me tonight, we are going to be doing something completely different that we've never done before, and I'm so excited to try this out. Uh, Missy Kale, my co-host, she will be on here soon. Um, however, we will be tacking on a third part party to our um, phone conversation tonight, and that is my husband, and his name is James, and he's going to be kind of like our guinea pig tonight for the interview, and uh, if you will, and just to kind of see how it goes um, with three people on the line here and doing the recording. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Missy and I, we just finished up season two. Um, If you haven't been with me for very long, I started back in May of 2019 as my first season and I was flying solo and I did okay. I think I did okay. But Missy had mentioned, you know, you do so much better when you are talking with somebody. And of course, usually we Typically, don't we? Don't you think we do better when um, when there's more or one, more than one? I mean, um, talking with you and bouncing off ideas and, and conversation and and feeding off of one another and stuff like that. So, um, for the second season, I decided to tack her on, and we did a book together, "Leap into Love" by Havila Cunnington, and it was a really good book. I highly recommend. Um, maybe even go back to listening to some of our podcasts and uh, maybe getting the book and um, going through it. It's like a Bible study um, geared for your personal growth. Um, it was really good. And uh, Missy and I decided to just to take a little, just a little break from deviling into a book. Um, so we decided that for this break, we would try um, interviews and maybe just talking about stuff together. Um, either by just her and I or with another person or whatever. We're just kind of letting the Lord lead this. Um, So tonight we're going to be talking with James, like I said, and we're about to start here in a little bit. And I'm so excited to try this out. And I'm so thankful and grateful all around for God allowing this to happen. And that um, I just hope and pray that you are blessed through all this and that you gain something um, from this conversation and, of course, from um, past and future podcasts. And I just want to let you know that um, after I post these podcasts, they are only up for 90 days. And so if you want to bless others with the podcast, um, please share and uh, that would be great. And um, glory to God for all of this. I truly am blessed to 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 have all this, and I am so grateful for for all that. And um, anyway, we will get started here soon, and uh, we'll get Missy and James online, and I'll be okay. I'm back, and I have Missy. Say hi. Uh, and I have James. Say hey. Hello. Hello. So um, Missy and I are taking a break, like I said earlier, and um, today's uh, hot topic is, Missy, do you want to reveal? I'll let you. Okay. We are going to be talking, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, gay and lesbian and Christianity, and we thought it was a you know, kind of a hot topic in a way. A lot of Christians and um, I don't know 
how would you say the other crowd? I don't really know if it's... L-B-T-G something or other. Okay. I don't, I don't know how to... Well, so, okay, so the secular world and the Christianity world sometimes get in a little um, argument and debate and stuff like that, and there's been a lot of hard conversations that go with it, and some people avoid it altogether, and some sometimes um, things get misconstrued. The thing that I want to really hone in is um, I've had some conversations in the past where some of my gay fellas have told me that they don't want to have anything to do with Christianity because how could they um, believe in something like that where they think that God hates them? And all I could say back to them was, well, God doesn't hate you. Um, and I, I remember talking to James one time, and he's had some good conversations at work in the workplace. And, you know, as you know, the workplace can be, you know, a little, I don't know how to explain it, just touchy and people get offended quickly or easily or whatever. And um, it and then becomes a hairy kind of place to work at. But James, I'm, I'm going to let you have the conversation. How did you explain to some of your friends who aren't Christian and who are gay of what the Christianity beliefs are and how did you help them see um, your side of the story? Well, um, I guess it all starts with they know uh, the conversation could start because they knew where I was coming from to begin with. And it's not like they had a full understanding of you know my faith and my values and morals. It was the fact that I came out of lack of judgment. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, they, you know, I had, brought, I had broached the uh, topic with a couple of, you know, they're gay and they're my friends of mine. Um, and they knew I was Christian and they came, they came to me because I was so welcoming. You know, I, I didn't go after them. I didn't say anything and I didn't avoid them. Um, and when they brought up God, I shared my faith openly, you know, and Christianity. And they asked me, how can you? be part of this, you know, when there's, you know, people, they hate me. I go, they really don't hate you. That's a small subset. It's just like anything else. There's always a bad apple in every group. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they just were like, okay, you know, it's I'm trying to think it's, um, they, they wanted to know how I could be comfortable with it and how come I did, I would, you know, am I really a Christian? Cause I'm not, you know, uh, judging them basically. And I told myself, well, the first thing you have to remember is, you know, throughout me, it, it comes out of what Jesus has said. You know, he started out with remove the plank from your eye from, before you remove the speck out of somebody else's. And the first person without sin cast the first stone. You know, those mm-hmm. have always marked me. Um, it's, it's how I'm going to treat people. That's how I'm going to look at it. And when you start looking at that, you can break it down to the fundamentals. Um, the basic fundamental is sin equals death. Undisputed in the Christian world and easy to follow if you're not a Christian. So, you know, this, this is how I'm explaining it to them. And um, all sin equals death. That means if the punishment is exactly the same, all sin is equal. That means every lie, every lustful thought is just as sinful and just as wrong as homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they go, okay, that's fair. I go, and I'm a sinner. I mean, I'm just as bad as you are, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, we can forgive murderers. We can forgive thieves and everything else, but a lot of Christians can't forgive homosexuality because it's an abomination. The reason it was called an abomination because it went against the fundamental plan of uh, multiply and populate the earth. You can't do that with same sex. Um, now with technology, obviously you can, but that's that's skirting the truth. That's that's just a twist. That's just a, a lie of Satan, um, and and that's just you know close but not quite right, which is exactly where he lives. And all this in perspective, and, and I've said this to them, you know, all this in perspective is where, you know, that's why it was abomination, but it wasn't because he, he it was that person's you know, evil. It, it wasn't that, it was against the, the plan. Mm-hmm. Sin is against God's plan. Procreation is God's plan. Lack of that is against God's plan. <clears throat> it doesn't mean people who don't have children are sinful, but it's just. That's the plan. We are to multiply. Um, and with that, it's it comes down to so when you all right, let me back up. When we get in that in the fundamentals, like back to the fundamentals of why it was bad, that it's just that is just as bad as any other sin. And all sin is forgivable. That means they're doing something that's forgivable. So even though it's an abomination. But declared by the Lord, he will still forgive you of it. So all sin equals death, and all sin can be forgiven. There is no caveats. There is no, well, you committed a homosexual act. I can no longer love you. God never stops loving us. So with these fundamental facts, how can we judge somebody like that? All they're doing is choosing to sin. So now we're more fundamentals. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm-hmm. I don't have to condone or support every single thing a person does to love them, to talk to them, to be friends with them. You know, and it goes to, well, they're homosexual. How can you How can you be friends with them? How can you hang out with them? You know, I don't condone it. And they know that, you know what, hey, if, you're, if, they're, if they're partners with them, I ask them not to display something in front of me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to condone that. I'll hang out with them all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what? In respect, I won't have a public show of affection with my wife um, around them, just out of fairness. Right. Now, most of them will say, no, don't worry about it. We completely understand, and they respect my faith because I'm showing respect and love to them. So now it can be reciprocated. Now we're on a love and, and, and um, understanding kind of talk. Now we are acting Christ-like. I'm making Christ like I am coming to him with love, forgiveness, and and want them to be a part. Now the conversation is easy because you can't argue that. I'm like, okay, well, with what I said, there's no argument. Well, I don't I I choose, I think this is right. You know what? And I respect your choice because God gave us a choice in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this mess. So, you know, if everybody wants to be upset with sin, they can, you know, God shouldn't have gave us the choice because you know we're just bad. But um, mm-hmm. the fact that he did means they can choose it. And if he's okay with people choosing not him, I have to be okay with that. Oh, that's good. So now we're coming around is, so all we are is coming on some common ground and understanding who we are as Christians and what Christ-like means. So if we're going to be like Christ, let's be like Christ. All sin bad. All sin is forgivable. Love the sinner, hate the sin. 
And, the, and if you're guilty, then you can judge. So we're not teaming to judge. So who are we to say anything other than, hey, the Bible says what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't believe that. That's awesome. Do you understand what I'm saying? Christian job done. Mm-hmm. They know it's wrong. They hear me say it's wrong. I tell them that God said this is wrong. Yeah, job is done. I can befriend them. I can show them. I can be their friends. I can spend the days with them. I can show them what it's like to be a Christian. They don't, it doesn't have to be all about the sexuality because it's not all about sexuality because all sin leads to death. All sin is evil. Right. So when you get this in your heart and you start going, I have forgiveness and love and acceptance, not acceptance of the sin, but acceptance of the person. Right. I can't accept the sins. I can't condone the sin. I don't condone murders. I don't condone child molesters. Can they be forgiven? Yes. Can they turn their cheek and become pillars of society? Absolutely. For those who say they don't, I am a convicted felon personally. And yet here I am. My life's completely different. I did it stupid. It was super young age. It was small, petty in today's standards. But nonetheless, I was in trouble. But I changed. If I can change through the love of Christ, so can them. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not just, and I'm not even going to get in the argument because it's not since it's a sin, it's, oh, I was born this way or not. You know what? They, honestly, they could be born this way because we're all born into sin. We all have the sin of Adam all through our bloodline. So there's sin in the womb. So God creates a perfect being. Sin is in the womb. We are born with sin. Mm. So can we be born gay? Absolutely, because that's a sin. Mm. It's not by design. It's by an alteration of sin carried through the blood. Wow. <clears throat> so that is, you know, people forget. They pick and choose and cherry pick to make themselves feel better. So the people who are bashing gays and all that, you know, but I'm in support of people like uh the person in Tennessee that didn't want to, uh, the, the county court that didn't want to give the marriage license. I completely agree. She shouldn't have done it. But on the other hand, she doesn't have a right to that job. Hmm. Instead of saying, no, I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to say, you're not, you can't do this. They go, I can't condone that act. And if this is requiring my job and I stand behind my faith, then you leave the job. Hmm. You don't make people change. God does not make us change. We don't make others change. So true. We either accept it or not accept it. And we can accept God's change. We will be wholly different and elevated and loved and just immensely blessed. Or we can reject him and he will say, okay. He doesn't force us to do that. He gives us that right. And that's a gift within itself and a blessing, but still... It, we can turn it against them. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then that we can't force people not to get married. If the law changes, the law changes. Right. I don't, you know, the bakeries that go, hey, I'm not going to make a wedding cake for a gay couple, but I will bake them a cake. Perfect example, perfect way of being a Christian. I can't condone what you're doing, but I'm not rejecting you as a person. Hmm. That's it. And, and when you come with that, there's no, there's no, there's no um, conflict there. It's, oh, it's just a matter, it's a, you talk like it's a statement, you talk out of love, and you talk out of where it begins. And so it's now it's easy to go out to that community and go, I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, there's some other stuff in, in, in um, this is the stuff I start talking about with uh, my gay friends at work, um, guys and girls. Um, they come in with, 
they also will think the same way because you start then you can bring logic into it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who says they're gay is they're gay. They're doing it to be a part of a group. Now that's a secret that's easy for us to pick up and join our group, join the right group, join the heavenly group. You want to be special and be set apart. Oh, that's easy. Hmm. Now all they are they're looking for somebody to accept them and not judge them. Yeah. When they're around other Christians, the Christian community has failed that person, so they went seeking somewhere else. Mm. Ouch. And, yeah, so now we're coming back with, okay, all our judgment and harsh, and they're looking for a fight. They're looking to be a part of and, and they're and it's galvanized. It's flamboyant. <laughs> it's um, uh, a movement. It's something to be a part of in a struggle and a fight and, uh, and the underdog and all that. You know, you want to go there, the underdog of Christians. Mm-hmm. We are we are completely opposite of the world. That's a fight worth fighting for. The, the reason they're not include they're not feel like they're a part of it and they're choosing something else is because we're not including them. Mm-hmm. So when you start including them and you start having these conversations, it breaks down the bigotry, it breaks down the walls, and it breaks down the no of oh well, I can't because of this. No, now you're just straight up choosing. Hmm. And I've had this talk, and now they're, and I've had them like, well, I can't go to church. They won't accept me. I go, we need to find a church that accepts you, but they're never going to, they're never going to accept you and your partner being married. They're never going to accept you being gay. Hmm. They're going to understand that you are. They will not accept it. But that doesn't mean that you, you're not welcome. It means that, you know, because I guarantee you, if we walk through any guy, if we can see their head in the church now, they're looking at the woman. Down the pew. So let's just be real about everybody sinning all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, then yeah, come in. You, God will change that heart. He will change that relationship. He will make them make a choice. They could have been born gay, you know, through sin. Fine. They can still choose not to sin. They don't have to commit the act. Just because that guy finds that guy attractive, he has a choice not to act. I find other women attractive. I have a choice not to act. I'm married. Right. It's the same thing. We have control over our emotions. We do have control over our decisions. Nobody, heaven or hell, makes us do anything. Mm-hmm. Because God gave us that right, and hell cannot change that. Yeah. The devil is within the boundaries of what's given with God. So he can't make us gay. He can't make us sin. He just provides the opportunity and encouragement to do it, but he can't go against God. He can never do that. Mm-hmm. So when you get, in, and these are the conversations I've had with them, and they understand it makes sense. And then they're like, okay, they're going back. You know, well, they're not coming to my church, and they're not asking me to go, but they're coming back with questions. Mm-hmm. God's working on them. The seed has been planted, and the truth is there that they are loved. And just because they commit one act doesn't mean they, they are not loved and they are not forgivable. Mm. And that and that they should be hated. We should never hate right. the person. Right. So it kind of comes down to all that. Right. Missy, all that makes sense. Missy, would you like to add anything to, uh, to James's um, spiel here? I think everything he said was right on. <laughs> I think that yeah. he is pushing the... A lot of people give us a bad name because they're, you know, so accusatory and you're going to hell and what you're doing is sin and yada, yada, yada. And, and that's, that's not what Jesus was about. Mm-hmm. Jesus was, 
was not about pointing out everybody's flaws. They, it was about healing the hurt because ultimately sin comes out of brokenness. It comes yeah. out of needing to fill a hole that only God can fill. Right. And, and when we come to Jesus or when Jesus comes to us, he fills that gap, he fills that hole. And, you know, when, once he heals that, then he's like, okay, now you can go into the no more. But he, he's got to meet them where they're at first, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we can't expect for people to get their lives right and then come to church or get their yeah. lives right and then come to God. Mm-hmm. We're all broken. We all need Jesus. <laughs> we all have sin that we deal with. And, and I feel like the church as a whole, as a general, not every single one, but generally speaking, put on this facade of, of get your life right and then come through our doors. But, and, and, and acting like we all have it all together when, and that's why people aren't going to church anymore because they feel judged, they feel rejected because we go in the church and everyone's fake and has has this this act going that oh we have it all together and you need to have it together before you can come to God when that's that's not what it's about. It's you come to church because you don't have it together. You meet people who don't have it together so you can come together and go to Jesus and go to the Father and encourage one another and get healed. Right. I just want to point out, oh, sorry. Um, I just wanted to to add, it was, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. And um, the the problem with the judging part and all that is, you know, we think Christians, oh, we have to act this way, that way, because that we we are Christ-like. And it's not the act, and that's not getting us anything. Um, You know, we should act Christ-like, we should act loving towards others, but you know, that, that, that side that, um, you know, of I got my stuff together, therefore I'm Christian, and you need to get your stuff together so you can come be part of this group. And, you know, I get lost in that, you know, you don't clean up to go to church, you go to church to clean up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you get lost, in, and a lot of people suffer in the church because they feel judged and guilty and all this stuff, it's because we're trying to hammer in the point from an earthly standpoint and I think a lot of the uh, churches and the church communities forgetting that the word will speak for itself. We don't add power to it, so we don't have to beat it down. We don't have to fuck the Bible. We don't have to do that. We don't have to be in church with the hellfire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. We don't have to scare people into doing it. God is more than powerful enough that just his word alone, he spoke us mm-hmm. into existence. His word is more powerful than anything. We don't have to add to that. We just have to speak the truth. Yes, you sin, I sin, we all sin. It doesn't have to be that, but don't worry about it. it. You know, we'll speak the truth. Your life is messed up. You need to get fixed. Come over here. We're all working on that together. Come join the group. That's the way it should be. And in remembering that, you know, we don't have to constantly beat people with the Bible. God will handle that. That's not our job. And that's, I think, that's where we get lost in the church, and it's all that pomp and circumstance in the church of, and, and you're going to go to hell if you do this. Oh, yeah. You know, the message is the same. It's correct. It's how we don't have to put the oomph behind it. It will, it will destroy and break down barriers and break chains all on its own. So, right. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I wanted to point out in the beginning that you said you have a relationship with these people and they come to you. Um, That's really important, I think. Mm -hmm. I really think that if we're witnessing to a friend with whatever the the problem is, uh, for this instance, in this conversation, we're talking about gay. If you have a friend that is gay, don't hammer them down like we're talking about. Don't tomorrow go, oh, I'm going to witness to the first person I see. It's all about relationship. And Jesus, and showing Jesus is, is creating and building off of a relationship. Let them know that they're loved and accepted. And um, like James said, everything will kind of come to pass. Everything will kind of click on its own. We don't need that oomph like you were saying. So that's really good. It's just, it's just our job to plant the seeds and mm-hmm. bottle water it. We can't we can't make them grow, but we can yeah, them. right. Well, and and look at it. You know the reason like, people are coming to me and all that you know, and, is I employed exactly what Jesus did. Jesus didn't walk up walk into a town and say, "You are all sinners. I am Jesus, Son of God. <laughs> I am going to do all you know." You will be healed and this and this is a and beating them. You're doing this wrong. He walked in and said, Hey, what's your name? What are you up to? He always asked them about them. He got mm-hmm. to know them before mm-hmm. they even knew who he was. Right. So he went the first step. You know, you know, the whores and streets, you know, the, the sickly down there and the guy who I forget the guy's name, but he wouldn't get in the pool to heal himself. It took no, you know, all you had to do was stand up and do it. Um, when Jesus commanded him. But he walked up, but he didn't say I am Jesus, you have sinned, and you have been lazy, and you don't do anything for yourself. You look for somebody to save you. He's walking up, hey, man, what's your name? What you up to? He asked who he was, what is he doing, why is it happening? You know, so, and asked questions. He always asked questions, mm-hmm. and he always brought, and then he brought the truth. Hi, who are you? What are you doing? Cool. You know, hey, what about this place? Oh, by the way, you like that over there? Here, I got a story about that deep. Oh, yeah? Well, you're laying by the thing, you know, the fountain that could heal you. If the first person that breaks the surface gets healed, you've been here for 30 years. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, let me tell you something. You don't need that. I, you can just get them walk because I said so. You know, he, that's the way he went about it. So it's that's why it's a, I'm approachable is because I follow that thing. I just went, hey, who are you? Oh, you're, you know, and then eventually, you're, oh, sometimes you can tell immediately. Sometimes you can't, you know. you know. Oh, you're gay. Um, it's like, okay, well, you know what? We'll set that aside. We don't have to attack that. Who mm-hmm. are you? Who's the person? Let's get to know the person. I build a relationship with the person. And as mm-hmm. soon as they build one with me, they understand, they see something like, hey, are you a Christian? I don't have to say anything. I just have to be loving. Then they're going to ask, well, and then you'll, they'll, they'll ask you your opinions on things. And then, I, you know, I give them, here's my moral stance on whatever. Like, oh my gosh, are you a Christian? I never would have thought the way you're so nice to me. <laughs> Which is a sad statement, but yeah, yeah. But that's you know, but you just gotta remember, you know, we're to be Christ-like, and everybody goes, oh, that means you know, pointing out sin and doing this. He didn't do that. That was a holy thing. Mm -hmm. He did eventually, after he built a relationship. God wants a relationship with everybody. It's the same thing. People just pick and choose what they think they can win, and that's what they're getting versus just doing it the hard way, which is the right way. Well, and I like to point out, too, that when Jesus went about his business, the only people that he really got upset and angry with and pointed out sin were the religious people who looked down the noses on everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
Right. They were doing exactly. Yeah, they were doing exactly what the church is doing today. Mm-hmm. They were preaching. They were talking the law, not love. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and, I mean, and that only should other, be yeah. a big, big red flag warning sign. Big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I mean, the only Christian pissed off. Yeah, and, only, and you know, I think he the only people he really got mad at that were that knew better, um, truly knew better, like truly got irritated and disappointed in the apostles anyway, because they weren't applying what he was teaching. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. We actually had a great it was a, I think it was the Sunday of the past Sunday, but at our church, but it was pointed out by a pastor. It was it, you know. This is this is and this is a great example of the church day. He goes through communion. He says, "You know, here's here's my body. Remember, do this in remembrance of me." He's telling them, "I'm about to die," and then the next verse is they're talking about the who is greatest among us. Mm-hmm. They're worried about status. They're worried about everything but the faith, which is you know that was the beginning of the church. At that table, he was doing the first communion, and first thing there's like, "Yeah, that's cool." You know, thanks, Jesus. Who uh, who's the best one out of the group here? Because you know that's going to be me, right? It's like <laughs> focus completely wrong. Already, I mean, it, the thing is, it never got right. He was the, Jesus was perfect. He's the only one. Even the apostles and everything at the first thing, this dude's going to die. He's saying I'm going to die. Watch tomorrow, I'm going to die. Hey, guess what? No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. What about me? So this is not I unusual. <laughs> yeah, you know what? In in that was Paul. So you know, that was asking that. You know, and it's like okay, you know what? I think it was Paul. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Paul. I have to go look it up now. But anyway, <laughs> um, you got the apostles who followed Jesus, who knew him personally, watched it happen, still putting themselves first. Mm-hmm. People who learned directly from Jesus. So even though you know, so people can actually get mad at the church and reject the church. That's wrong too. Because the first church, the first people, Christ himself, they were around him, still had the same problem. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is not a new problem. This this is in the approach of the same thing as, yeah, the church is not really perfect either. So we can't like condemn the church and like all that. We can't, I can't support right. that either, which is another right. reason. You know, the thing I bring up is, you know, they're like, well, yeah, the church didn't do this. Oh, ho, ho. church. You know, remember, that, you know, I'm doing no religion because that person was mean to me. I was like, oh, like one, that's just stupid. You know, what? somebody cuts you off. All people are bad drivers, and they're all out to kill me. No, that's just insane. That that's that's psycho. That's just completely paranoia and um, schizophrenia at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I actually use that line. It's like you don't seem schizophrenic to me. I don't understand what you're talking about. And so, like, well, what's not to get you? Um, and either are Christians uh, just because you had one bad experience. And you uh, have to remember that it is yeah. human too. So you, we have to own our sin. Not, and when we're talking to the gay community, the homosexual community, it's we have to remember we're going to have to own the sins of the church when we come to them. We have to admit it and accept it. And yet, that's bad. No, I don't. You know, we've had pastors. Uh, you have know, the Catholic Church. We all know about the pastors there. Mm-hmm. And but you know what? The same. And everybody likes to focus on it and make jokes because it was just high profile. Because everybody wanted to attack the Catholic. The same number, if not more, pastors and youth pastors, for crying out loud, in Protestant churches are just as evil. You know, so there's just as many problems. There's just as many there. There's no one better. And they have to own it. 
I don't condone that person. Yes, I can forgive them. But, you know, and they're going to have to answer for their crimes, either here on earth or in he- you know, when, at judgment. But that's not my problem. And when you start saying that's not my problem and you start saying this is what I'm supposed to do and you act it out, it makes it easy. Then they start telling their friends and then they start coming back asking you questions like, hey, this happened to me. I saw this Christian on the side of the road, you know, you know, beating his Bible and screaming at the top of his lungs. What did you make of that? It's like, well, what was he saying? Well, you know what? They can tell me. So that person may not be the best presentation, may not be the most um, put together, but you know what? They heard the word. And then they can come back to me or whoever and go, hey, I heard this word. Now I can explain it from a wholly different like understanding of just just back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's not all bad. Just because some of it's bad doesn't mean all of it's bad. And in that, you have to remember that's the church. That's in how we present. That's how we talk. That's who we associate with everything. We always will never do it perfect. But we should understand that we're not. And then, okay, so what's the baseline? And how do I get back to the, the fundamentals and the foundation that we're all standing on? Because we are all standing on the same earth, the same foundation that was created by God. There's, no, there's nobody higher than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's all good. And I, I liked how you pointed out that... Um, to to that the gay person they they may have wanted to try to point out well how they were beating their bible and yelling out the word may have looked like a mistake but god can use that mistake and turn it around like you said and they come to you and ask questions and it's just funny how god orchestrated all that and um you know it kind of gives me a little bit of encouragement because I know I'm not perfect on relaying the God's word, but it kind of is kind of like, oh, well, I hope God uses that, you know. And um, so I don't know what I'm trying to get get at this, but I'm just saying that was kind of actually encouraging to me that how God's word is so powerful, even if it looks like a mistake, it still can be turned around. And right. and in, in a way we can... You know, listen by listening to you, James. I was encouraged because I was like, you know, God's word is powerful, like you said, and we need to handle it a little bit better so that so that people can get the message, and that message is love, and it's not just people love; it's God's love, His holy, righteous love, and and what wonders and healing um, it can do to the brokenhearted. Um, so that's kind of what I got out of that. Right. And, and a takeaway from that, um, on the other side, is uh, some people are like, okay, cool, they completely agree, and they're like, but I'm now intimidated, am I going to do this right? Mm-hmm. Remember, even if we do it completely wrong for one person, it's still God's word, it's still true. So even that guy yelling on the corner going, you're going to hell because of this verse. They heard the verse. <laughs> and they came back and they talked about the verse. So God's, God's word is more powerful than us. So we can screw up everything as long as we speak the word. It doesn't matter how we present it or whatever we do. If we speak the actual word and quote the scripture without changing it and tweaking it, you know, I'm talking about just with, you know, verbatim. We do that no matter how we say it, it's enough for God. So don't, you know, I wouldn't be taking a discouragement of, oh my gosh, am I going to do this wrong? Don't worry about it. God will handle that. God Mm -hmm. handled it then. And that one instrument, 
instrument, no. Uh, one example? Oh, weird. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he, in that instant, that's what I was going with. In that instant, he was covered. But, uh, you know, my guy went wrong, but still spoke to somebody's heart. So don't be a scared, don't, uh, scared, don't be scared to share the word, um, thinking you're going to do it wrong. You don't have to be perfect at that either. The word will take care of itself, even if you do it wrong. Praise God. Praise God for the word. <laughs> yeah. And, um. I'm, we're at 36 minutes, you guys, and this was a great conversation. And thank you, James, for that insight. And thank you, Missy, for your insight as well. Um, I I really, I actually really liked the three-way conversation. It was really good. Um, I hope you guys are blessed by this. And if you have any um, comments or questions, uh, please don't hesitate to contact us. We would be more than happy to help you in any possible way. And um, this is it for this uh, episode. And uh, thank you, James. And thank you, Missy. Is there any last words you would like to say before we end? I don't think so. I'm good. Um, you know what? Just stay encouraged. Share God's word. And you know, share your faith. Don't you can't be scared of it. Yeah. You know, God will equip you, and uh, you can go spread His word. You don't have to go stand on the stump in the square, <laughs> but you can just be honest. Oh God. Be yeah. honest. Yeah. Just be honest with who you are and what you believe with the people that are around you. And do it with God love. <laughs> right. And do it with do it and, and come to the place of, of love. Right. And you know what? And don't get offended because that's what they're going to try to do. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do, discourage you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We can probably have a whole new conversation about being offended and all the different mm. angles that that can, good right? <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here on Tech Talks Podcast.